Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Podcast, free and on all platforms. I am Jake joined as always by David Harrison. Check out everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. And this episode of Locked On Bucks is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's. For always being there. I'm loving it. <laughs> Thanks again, Bucks Nation, for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen of the day. Hopefully, we're also your first listen of the week as you listen to our Monday episode that dropped our takeaways from week five's win over the Philadelphia Eagles. And then hopefully, you came back and made us another, maybe your first afternoon listen as we had a bonus episode with Lars Anderson author of a new book, uh, A Season Under the Sun, about your 2020 Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl championship season. If you missed either of those, please go back and catch those out, especially that interview with Lars. That was great. That book dropping today as you're listening uh, to this episode or watching, although the videos tend to drop as soon as they're done. So if you're watching this Monday night, the book drops tomorrow. But if you're watching on Tuesday, the book drops today. The uh, the the uh, the link to get that will be in the uh, show description here of this episode as well. I'm sure that James will remember to put that in there. But we're going to get to some news before we get to the rest of that stuff. And uh, James, the Buccaneers off on Monday officially, but you know the NFL never sleeps, and uh, things are always happening. And on Monday, it was reported by our friend, friend of the show, Scott Smith, uh, senior writer and editor of Buccaneers.com, that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made four roster moves in total. On Monday, guard John Molchon activated from the injured reserve and wide receiver wide receiver and kick returner Jaden Mickens subsequently released to make room for Molchon. Cornerback, veteran cornerback, Bleedy Ray Wilson signed to the practice squad. I know a lot of people had questions about what the Buccaneers were going to do uh, at the cornerback position, so they've added veteran Bleedy Ray Wilson. We'll get into him just in here in just a little bit. And then they've released outside linebacker Elijah Ponder from the practice squad and, and look with the addition of Bleedy Ray Wilson, Jaden Nickens, like there's no room for him as of right now. I mean, unless they make another roster move. So James, let's start off with those four moves again. Uh, John Mulchon off the IR, uh, Bleedy Ray Wilson onto the practice squad, Jaden Mickens, Elijah Ponder, as of this moment, no longer Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of people tweeting about Jalen Darden. What are your thoughts here about these moves? Obviously that's, that's the go-to thought, right? I mean, yeah. This mean if you're going to release Jaden Mickens, who has been the returner all year long, that means you are now confident in the level of Jalen Darden as a rookie to take over that role. In fact, one of the players that they had also, you know, working on part returns during training camp was Scotty Miller. He's not available to do it. So obviously you have full confidence and full trust in the rookie Darden to be able to come in and take over that spot. Otherwise, you're not getting rid of Jaden Mickens. You know, we had had conversations in the offseason that we thought maybe Mickens wasn't even going to be on the roster because of no. some of the off-the-field issues. But that stuff gets worked out. The Buccaneers opt to, to keep him on the roster as their return specialist. 
it's Darden time. I mean, that's really what this boils down to. It's Darden time. Yeah, that's what a lot of people are looking for. And I don't know. Let me let me throw a crazy idea out there. What if Ronald Jones gets some opportunities potentially to return some kicks or some punts? I know he doesn't catch very well, but I mean, fielding kicks and punts is a little bit different than catching out of the backfield. I don't know. Maybe he's got some speed. He's got some elusiveness and one cut ability. I don't know. Just just kind of a zero basis for me saying that. Just kind of an idea uh, that popped into my head. For those wondering about Bleedy Ray Wilson, uh, the guy has been around the NFL for a little while. He's 31 years old currently, will be 32 uh, in December, former third-round draft pick uh, out of the 2013 NFL draft, selected by James' Tennessee Titans, former Houston Oilers out of UConn. Again, third round of that NFL draft. Played for the Titans and Falcons combined between 2013 and 2020. 15 games in 2020 played the Atlanta Falcons. No starts, but he did have three interceptions. His career high for a single season. Four interceptions, career total. So three interceptions last year as a backup for the Falcons. Uh, one interception, I think it came in like year two uh, with the Tennessee Titans. So not a very productive uh, career. But I mean, look, he stuck around the NFL for a reason, you figure. And, and you know, uh, a depth player by trade. So he's probably going to be a guy who doesn't have really an issue of playing second, third, or even fourth fiddle. And then, of course, as guys get healthier, assuming everybody gets healthy, and we eventually stop getting bit by the injury bug there in Tampa, uh, the Buccaneers will probably at some point maybe look to move on from him. But for the time being, he's on the practice squad and a uh, veteran guy as he gets spun up, as they see how healthy he is and in shape, maybe he will see some active time. Only the future will tell. And uh, the injuries that we mentioned will have a big role in that. And James, on Monday, we got some more injury updates, kind of unofficial updates. As Ian Rappaport of NFL Media uh, tweeting out there on Monday that Richard Sherman you know, verified through MRI. It's a hamstring issue for him. Uh, will miss a couple weeks is what Ian tweets here. Barring a setback, no plans to put him on injured reserve. So, James, what are your thoughts on uh, Richard Sherman being out a couple weeks? I mean, this is pretty much what we expected, right? Yeah, we actually we talked about it on Monday's episode, right? That I kind of expected him to return after the bye week. They have the Bears. They have the Saints. But then they have the bye. I expected him to be back for that November 14th game against the Washington football team. It looks like that's kind of the the track that we're on. So, you know, it's it's good news that it was kind of a confirmation as far as the the MRI uh was concerned and that there's nothing more to it that could have caused him to miss some more time. Uh so I mean glasses half full, I guess that's good news if you want to look at it that way. Um it's, it's always kind of good to get what you expect when you expect something that isn't, you know, major or, or yeah. season ending. Could have been worse, is, is I think, is kind of the way to look at that. Absolutely. So there was some other unofficial injury news that came out. This from uh, Greg Allman of The Athletic, the godfather of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thank you, Greg. But he says the Bucks are off today. Aside from testing, they're going to practice on Tuesday. The team won't have an injury report, but Arians has said that Antoine Winfield is the closest of the injured Bucks. Reasonable, uh, reasonably, the next helpful update will be seeing who is able to practice on Wednesday. So again, it, it was something that David, you and I touched on on yesterday's episode, uh, talking about these injuries that you know Antoine Winfield Jr. didn't have time to clear the concussion protocol before the Thursday night game. And you know, we kind of assumed, which is always dangerous to do, but we kind of assumed that he was going to be back for this week against the Chicago Bears. He was going to have enough time 
to return from that concussion, clear protocol and all that. But getting a starter back, it's, it, it's a nice change of pace, right? We're getting one back instead of, well, I mean, the Bucks are going to lose one against the Bears because that's just what they do. They lose one every week. But, you know, your thoughts, on, your thoughts on Anton Winfield Jr.? Yeah, I mean, just listen, so James can see me when I'm off camera. But for those of you in YouTube, when that tweet came up and James gave Greg Om the shout out as being the godfather of Locked on Bucks, I just want you all to know I did this. <laughs> I, I did that. And if you're listening, what I just said means nothing to you. So please head over to YouTube so you can see that awesome fist pump that I gave to Greg Almond. Um, But listen, I you know, it's good news that Antoine Winfield Jr. Is, is making his way back, you know, from that concussion. Concussions are always a tricky thing and – you know, the league has a, a super bad reputation on dealing with players uh, that suffer concussions. So you want to see people going through the process and it sucks to be without them. They would rather be playing, I'm sure. But, you know, their long term health is is more important, um, you know, than than playing one or even two games. And you go back to Ali Marpet, you know, he lost three games due to concussion. And it's just it's important uh, to to do that. So I saw uh, some Bucks fans, you know, um, Nobody, you know, there's no requirement to have a medical degree to be on Twitter, and even a medical degree isn't necessary to know that concussions are tricky, man. Like, uh, there were some complaints. I'll call them complaints for a lack of a better term. It wasn't really like complaining at anybody. Uh, just some people wondering how Daniel Jones, who suffered a concussion that looked incredibly bad when it happened, uh, and then was able to return the very next week to play. Um, and then, you know, Antoine Winfield Jr., who it's kind of like, oh, you had a concussion? That's something that's weird. Like, we didn't really know that. Um, is missing multiple games and just it just kind of goes to show you that especially those symptoms uh they kind of hang around for for a period of time and they're going to linger uh as as much as they uh decide to so you know you gotta you gotta trust the process and you gotta be calm and patient because all concussions are different and inconsistent but james something that is consistent at least it has been in my life for the most part is mcdonald's the title sponsor for today's episode and the sponsor for uh the locked on network as well uh, proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's also a place you can always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel whenever we drive across states or even the country to visit parts of our widespread family. We've got folks in Ohio. we got folks in California, Colorado, just a little bit of everywhere. I know my kids are always looking forward to that first lunch stop because McDonald's has kind of become the family tradition first lunch break on our road trips. So do like we do head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did someone say locked on bucks watch party? I'm loving it. Back now for segment two here at the locked on bucks podcast, David Harrison, James Jarko on Twitter at D Harrison 82 at J underscore bucks. The show is at locked on bucks. Uh, we've got some YouTube questions, James. So YouTube's a new thing that we've been doing. And uh, obviously we've been talking about it a lot because it is so new. And we've uh, started to get some comments, which is exciting and awesome. We, You know, the comment sections are always uh, a fun place to be, and we've learned that from our time at BucksNation.com. And seriously, sometimes they actually are a fun place to be. And Matt Ferguson, a.k.a. Mad Dog, uh, by the way, my kids read the comment section, so be nice, but also uh, my son getting a big kick out of the nickname Mad Dog. Loving that there from Matt Ferguson. Ask some questions. So we're going to go through these. Look, we can't do this, Matt, every every single day, every single week. We cannot. We love the interaction. We love the questions. But I'll tell you right now, we cannot do like a Matt Ferguson's Mad Dog Questions of the Week segment every week. But we have kind of like a pseudo buy. So today's episode is kind of an open episode. Tomorrow, Evan Klosky and James will be back with another WTSP Wednesday to talk about. I'm sure you'll talk about the Eagles a little bit, talk about the Bears coming up and how Justin Fields is going to regret playing football after uh, week seven. 
But right now, let's let's address some of these questions. Some of these things we have talked about on previous episodes, so they might be a little bit of a repeat for those of you who have uh, listened day in and day out. We appreciate you as well, so stick with us. But first question, what's more concerning to you, James Jarko, injuries to the secondary or penalties? It's the injuries. There's no question about it. It's the injuries. Look, the, the Buccaneers had a severe penalty issue in 2020. So it's a it's an issue that we saw them correct, that we saw them really focus on and eliminate. And I've been talking about it in my in my pick six over at BucksNation.com. Who's going to be the guy to finally step up in the locker room and say enough is enough. We keep kicking ourselves in the butt. We need to knock it off. Focus on your job. Quit getting penalized. And it just so happened that that kind of moment happened after the Bears game last year. But penalties are something that they have some control over, right? I mean, obviously, you can't control everything that the referee does. You can't, you know, you can't control what the other team is doing and and things of that nature. But you can control what you're doing. The injuries are something that they have no control over. It's just been you know, freak accident after freak accident after freak accident. So I find that to be a much larger problem than something that they have some control over. They have some ability to cut down on, on what they're doing and stop shooting themselves in the foot. So yeah, yeah I'm super excited to see if, if the Buccaneers can get through a game without losing a starter. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. Um, especially, you know, this far into the season, that'd be, that'd be amazing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the injuries, you know, you have to be more concerned about them. Cause again, it's something that's kind of being done to you versus something you're doing to yourself. Things you're doing to yourself in theory, you can stop doing them. And, and to the point of the question, for those who don't know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers second in the NFL, uh, as of right now, the Buffalo bills and Tennessee Titans still have to play about the time we're recording this, but I don't think they're even really, uh, in contention for this number, but, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers second in the NFL and total penalties accepted. First in the NFL in penalty yards, false starts, and defensive pass interference penalties are tied for the top called, the most often called penalty against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So false starts, pre-snap penalties, setting yourself back, and then defensive pass interference penalties. And listen, some defense pass interference penalties kind of have to happen. Like if you know you're burned, you know you're beat, give up the penalties, uh, give up the penalty yards, don't give up the touchdown. Um, but too many of them is, is still not a good thing. So good question there from Matt. Next one. We're going to move on to uh, goes into our episode yesterday. And that's actually where he asked this question is, would we, would you or I, James, officially offer? So we've, we've mentioned that there's like a wink, wink, handshake deal maybe under the table. But would we officially make it announced, make it known to the public, offer Todd Bowles or Byron Leftwich a head coach in waiting position if we had the control to do so? Well, I don't think you can make something like that public. Right, because you I think do. the closest you can get is naming somebody an associate head coach or assistant head coach. Like I've heard of that position being created. Right. So I think that would probably be the title would be like assistant head coach. And then it's kind of like everybody's like, oh, OK, we see what you're doing. Like we kind of saw it when when the transition happened from Lovey to Dirk Cutter. Right. We all kind of knew that even though the Buccaneers were going through the motions, Dirk Cutter was going to be the guy promoted from offensive coordinator to head coach. Uh, that worked out super duper well. Um, yeah, great, great idea. So, yeah, even though you can't like officially announce it because you do have to go through the the interview process, and and of course, if you're announcing that it's Todd Bowles or Byron Leftwich that's going to be the head coach of the team, 
that kind of satisfies the Rooney rule, right? Because, you know, you have that in place to make sure that teams are, are interviewing minority head coaching candidates. Um, but living in a world where we can do such a thing, yes, I'm absolutely saying, look, we know Bruce Arians is going to be moving on here in a few years, and we want to make sure that that everyone is aware. Maybe it's just an, an internal announcement with the team. You know, we want to make sure everybody's aware that when Bruce does retire, it goes to his forever forever home in Georgia. Um, Todd Bowles is going to be in charge of this football team as our new head coach. Byron Leftwich is going to be staying on with him as the assistant head coach and continuing to be the offensive coordinator. Mm. And then, you know, whoever else is, is going to be promoted to defensive coordinator. Um, I'm absolutely making that announcement. And maybe that means you only get one or two more years out of Byron Leftwich, but you want to keep the band together as much and as long as possible. And I think the most continuity that you can have and, and the best approach would be to have Todd Bowles take over that head coaching job. He has that experience already. He's got some things that he learned from some mistakes that he learned from the first time around, but still has a solid staff around him. You go ahead and you put him in charge. He kind of grooms Byron knowing that Byron's going to leave in a few years to become a head coach, a well-deserved head coach somewhere else. Yeah. Copy paste, cosign, all that stuff. Agree totally and 100%. Final question. If we could, would we trade OJ Howard for secondary help? You almost kind of had to think that this question was coming after OJ Howard has a good game because stock up, right? Sell high type of stuff. Uh, if not OJ, would we trade Cameron Brait for secondary help? And again, this question came in before uh, the signing of Bleedy Ray Wilson to uh the practice squad but still i think the, the question still carries merit so would you trade oj for secondary help if not would you trade cam Brait? no and then no uh me personally you know we've talked about it in this episode we've talked about it in every episode the injury issues uh yeah it stinks for the secondary but you know what else they've lost rob gronkowski for like three games now uh -huh. um the value that you are going to get at this moment in time for OJ Howard or Cameron Braid is minimal at best. Mm -hmm. And that return is not going to get you someone in the secondary that is going to help you right now. Yeah. It's going to be somebody that would still be backing up Ross Cockrell and D Delaney. Right. So what, what good does that do you? It's better to have those guys on offense and, and you have Gronk coming back at some point, hopefully this week, but you still have two guys at tight end. One is a really good pass catcher. The other is a good pass catcher and a good blocker. It's more important to have them there on the offensive side of the ball than to trade them for peanuts and, and get someone that's probably, you know, for lack of a better term, is going to make your football team overall worse yeah. because not going to replace OJ or Cam and, and have the production on the defensive side of the ball that makes it worth it. Yeah, absolutely. No, 100%. This team is, is all about winning the Super Bowl in 2021, uh, not about building for the future. Building for the future is the second priority. Winning this year is the main priority, and you're 100% right. You're not going to get the return on investment from a from a trade involving O.J. Howard or Cam Braid at this point in the secondary than what you will get from them on offense uh, that you already have. And even before O.J. was catching passes just you know in one week so far, uh, he was still part of the passing game. He was still, uh, as, as a pass blocker, 
he was still getting in there and he was still helping keep Tom Brady clean. So he absolutely brings value. Plus, you know, this, this is, this is kind of the benefit of me covering two teams now. And we did this exercise during the off season. Uh, we asked Bucks fans and I asked you specifically what you would be willing to trade OJ Howard for during the off season. I think you said, well, a third or a fourth round draft pick, you know, at the lowest. I mean, most Bucks fans, it was third round pick. Some people were second round pick. Uh, and then I asked the Washington fans and I asked my Washington locked on watch football team co-host and the answers were predominantly fifth and sixth round draft picks. Mm-hmm. So you see what Buccaneers fans uh, and those close to OJ who see him on a daily day, day, day to day basis, uh, think that he's capable of. And then those who are outside that circle who don't see him on a day to day basis and aren't going to pay for potential, they're going to pay for what they're getting. What they're getting is an often injured tight end who is number two or number three on his own team, depending on the circumstances. So yeah, you trade either of those tight ends for a cornerback. That cornerback most likely is not playing for your team next year. And if he's not playing for another NFL team, he's probably going to be sitting on a beach somewhere. And if you want to join that player on that beach next year or this year, in fact, you can do so by going to beachbound.com because in life we're all bound for different things, whether you're bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, togetherness, immersion, or even bound for rejuvenation, or maybe you're bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up at the poolside bar or creating my own taco flight. That sounds amazing. Uh, As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, preferably bourbon, um, I'll be happy as I can be with beachbound.com. You can find the perfect beach vacation for you, no matter what you're looking for. What are you bound for? Visit beachbound.com today. This episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money. When going to Rock Auto, why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Don't do that. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. The prices at Rock Auto are reliably low for every customer, whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. They have everything you could possibly need from brake parts and tail lamps to motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Wrapping things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. Make sure you're watching on YouTube. Check out the channel there. Subscribe while you're there. Check out the interview that we had with Lars Anderson, author of A Season in the Sun. Such a good book. I cannot recommend it to our listeners enough. You obviously love the Buccaneers. If you're watching and listening, you're going to love the insight in that book. But David, it's October, and you know mm-hmm. what that means. I do. What does it's that mean, mock, James? It's mock draft season. What are we even doing? Look, look, this is my idea, okay? And this is why I laughed in the beginning when James brought up mock drafts. 
again, we have kind of an open episode here, right? Because of the yeah, pseudo buy, because of the extended break. And we're kind of used to talking about the NFL draft in mid-October. And I, for one, enjoy the NFL draft process thoroughly. I plan on being in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. I plan on being in Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine. I plan on being in, I think, Cleveland, right, for the NFL draft. I I sit here and say I love the draft. I don't even know where the draft is next year. But that's okay. So I'm just kind of curious at this point. Like, you know, I'm not sitting here kind of, you know, anticipating what I think the Buccaneers should do, although we did mention on yesterday's episode that perhaps they go – uh, running back in the first round, you know, which would be an interesting uh, concept when you already have a successful team that's winning and you inject a, uh, a first round running back so that by the time they hit their first uh, free agent contract possibility, you've already had them for six years if you really want them uh, or five years rather if you really, really want them. So, you know, the, it, well, I mean, six years really actually when you consider the franchise tag number. So anyway, so if you end up with a franchise caliber running back, you can keep them in, in-house for six years without breaking the bank. And then you can watch them walk away after the sixth season if you really need to. And in that time frame, you can find another guy. So it's just, it's an interesting prospect. Again, we have kind of a free episode here. So I pulled up two mock drafts. I was going to make James pitch them because I thought it would be funny to make him uh, lead these in, even though it's not his idea. But I will go ahead and do it. So James, SI.com, uh, they have the Buccaneers picking 32nd. So obviously they're they're getting their first round draft pick in order of best team in the NFL, which is the Buccaneers to the worst team, which I'm not even sure who it was because I didn't read it. Um, 32nd overall, so they have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers selecting Cam Hart, cornerback from Beckett Yarko's favorite school, Notre Dame, and the Fighting Irish. And they wrote, quotes, the former wide receiver, which is interesting, Hart possesses perfect size and length for the cornerback position. He has made a seamless transition to the position and has been one of the best cornerbacks in the nation this season. His ball skills will allow him to create many turnovers in the next level, the Buccaneers are always looking to add cornerback talent. And Hart has superstar potential. I, I make that face as they're always looking to add cornerback uh, talent. But the last two years, we've all kind of sat here speculating, when are they going to draft a cornerback? And they haven't. So, um, Well, and a lot of that speculation has been from the outside looking in, right? Because we knew how many draft picks they spent, second-round picks on corners and, and safeties. By the right. way, uh, the draft in 2022 is in Las Vegas. Cleveland was earlier this year. Yeah, I don't know. I, I almost said Vegas, actually. So even better, I'll be in Vegas uh, and um, I'll have to bum a ride home because I'm going to blow all my money. Locked on Bucks draft party in Vegas? At McDonald's in Vegas? Let's do that with yes. Built Bars. With Built Bars. And, and so <laughs> real quick, what do you think about, I mean, not necessarily Cam Hart. I mean, I don't know your son's favorite team is Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I haven't watched any Notre Dame football this year, so I don't know diddly poo about cam Hart. I think that's one of your favorite terms. Um, what do you know? Or if you know anything about cam Hart, if you don't, then what do you think about just cornerback in the first round for these Buccaneers? Okay. So we have watched some Notre Dame football in this house because my son, that is his team. Um, and cam Hart definitely stands out. There's no question about it. When the Notre Dame defense is on the field, cam Hart is a standout player. Now I think this pick is being made kind of as a reaction to what's been going on with the Bucks defense this year. You know, right. they have the worst passing defense in football. Well, it's because they're missing their top three corners. Now, the question you have to get into is, and I don't know off the top of my head the, the contract situations, but how soon are they to losing Carlton Davis or Sean Murphy Bunting or Jamel Dean, 
right? I think Carlton Davis is in the last year of his of his contract. Yeah. I could be this wrong. This is his contract. This is the last year in his contract. Okay, so that means they have Sean Murphy bunting for for one more year because uh, he was drafted the year after. So if if Davis wants to go out there, he's got his ring, he's got his championship. Does he want to go get his bag now? If yeah. he goes and gets his bag, Cam Hart would be a phenomenal pick. I don't hate the idea of going corner, mm -hmm. but let's kind of wait and see how how some things play out. But I will say if Cam Hart is the Buccaneers' first-round pick, I would come on here and, and be happy about it. Yeah, awesome. Um, I'm all for it. I don't know anything about Cam Hart. It's, uh, it's October. I haven't studied the NFL draft. So um, what's interesting about this, though, so actually there is a defensive back from Cincinnati. I can't remember the name. I don't want to say it's Gardner's his last name. He looked really good. Um, mm -hmm. And then I actually did a little bit of research on him just because I was intrigued. And I do like the evaluation process. It's just it's not my primary focus. Um, so I saw him. He kind of flashed off the screen. So I looked him up. And obviously, I'm not the only one that likes him. There are plenty of other people who also like him. And uh, it seems like I picked out a good one. So, again, some, some a healthy cornerback class, it appears, coming out in 2022 for yeah. potentially the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to select from. Uh, interestingly enough, Pro Football Network, um, some more friends of ours, uh, they have Hart going to the Buccaneers as well with the 58th overall pick sure <laughs> 26 picks later so i mean look he's in the day one day two conversation right it's october we're not gonna hold any of this away from but look There's pro football network has a seven round mock draft up right now That's in october so everybody should go click on that mock draft because those guys are doing god's work but in their draft they went current standings which the buccaneers would be the 27th overall pick in current standings arizona cardinals will be 32nd that's not happening but for the argument's sake, 27th overall pick, Tampa Bay Buccaneers go the James Yarko route and select running back Kenneth Walker III out of Michigan State. James mentioned drafting a running back potentially in the first round on yesterday's episode. Uh, and here's what PFN had to say. Quote, teams shouldn't get in the habit of making luxury picks when they have other needs, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still excluded from that conversation. The Buccaneers are one of the league's strongest teams, and they've shown that they can work around the cap to bring back as many of their guys as possible. Thus, they have some flexibility here. With that flexibility, Tampa Bay selects Michigan State running back Kenneth Walker III. Walker may end up being a better player than Tampa's current RB1, Leonard Fournette, when it's all said and done, too. Walker needs to show more on receiving downs, but there's a case to make that he's the best runner in the class. Walker has good size at 5'10", 210 pounds, and with that size, he brings a high-level combination of vision burst, contact balance, elusiveness, and drive. I love all the attribute words at the end of that write-up. Those are all beautiful words that make you salivate over any running back. And look, Washington, Michigan State running backs have kind of always been good coming out of the draft. Now, some of them are better in the pros than others. Le'Veon Bell, I think, obviously the most successful in recent memory. But um, again, I don't watch a lot of Michigan State football, so I haven't seen a lot of them. But more so the position pick and then what they say uh, about the fit there. What do you think about running back in the first round? Well, David, how long have you and I been podcasting now? Are we going on like podcasting is like this is our fifth or sixth season podcasting. Okay. And every year that we have podcasted in draft season, I have begged for a big name early round running back. Every year. It's it's the most exciting position to me in the draft. Um, I realize that they have short shelf lives. If if this is the Buccaneers, we we go from Lombardi Lenny to Lombardi Kenny, and I am here for it. Um, 
we talked about it. The Bucks are probably going to lose Leonard Fournette. They're probably going to lose Ronald Jones. Giovanni Bernard's on a one-year deal. He's not a lead back as it is. Right. Um, running back is certainly a position of need. It's not a luxury. That would be a position of need that the Buccaneers could address in the back end of a first round. Uh, I I like it. It, it makes me want to watch Michigan State. I don't even like Michigan State. Yeah. But now I want to watch Lombardi Kenny uh, tear it up for the Spartans. Lombardi <laughs> I love it. And that's and that's exactly kind of the purpose of this exercise. The same thing. I'm going to watch Notre Dame next time I have the availability to. I'm going to watch Michigan State. I'm going to watch more Cincinnati because, first of all, I'm a, I'm a huge uh, Coach Fickle fan. And, uh, look, Oliver Hodgkinson, again, a pro football network, uh, ranked the top five running backs in the 22, 2022 class coming up. I mentioned Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A&M. I have watched A&M because that is my brother's uh, favorite team, my best friend's favorite team. Um, so I have watched a good amount of Texas A&M. I love what I see out of Isaiah Spiller. I don't know if, if he'll be even be out or available um, the way that they say he will be, but if he's there at 27 from what I've seen so far, and if he's healthy, obviously I would be okay with that, but he's got, he's got uh Walker ranked as his fourth running back. So um, yeah, so just interesting stuff, but again, it's October, right? So plenty of time for all of this stuff to start ironing itself out. And Hey, Bucks fans, how fun is it that we get to talk mock draft without actually having to wonder if these guys are going to end up on the team? We can say, yeah, it's just an early look at uh, the potential NFL draft targets for the Buccaneers. Yeah, we're not talking about you know a, a fifth round pick. We're talking about like who are the Bucks going to take with the last pick in the first round, even though it's only October. Because if you didn't catch yesterday's episode, I explained to each and every one of you, why the Buccaneers are still the best team in football. Uh, forget about the Arizona Cardinals. Forget about the Buffalo Bills. It's still the Look, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Show up to your 2022 NFL draft McDonald's watch party in Vegas at 10 o'clock at night in Vegas. And you're still going to have to wait to watch the Buccaneers pick in the first round. That's that's always fun. That's always fun. That's a good time. McDoubles for everyone with that. Uh, David, we are going to get out of here. Thank you for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen, maybe your first watch every day. Uh, you know, if you're checking us out on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Uh, it it really helps us out. We really appreciate it. We love the interaction in the comments section. Um, Mad Dog, appreciate all the questions. But make sure you come back tomorrow. Check out Evan Klosky from Ten Tampa Bay. He and I are going to talk about the Eagles game. I'm going to get his thoughts. Then we're going to look ahead to the matchup with Matt Nagy and Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Should be a good conversation there. Make sure your second listen of the day is the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It is free and available on all platforms. If you want to make yourself part of the show, you can leave us a comment in the YouTube video, or you can do it the old fashioned way. Give us a call at 813-444-5841 or send us an email to locked on bucks podcast at gmail.com. The link to a season in the sun is in the show notes. It's in the YouTube description. Make sure you check out our conversation with Lars Anderson. You absolutely do not want to miss it. Check out everything we're doing over BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRGO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands.